Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me a life and career coach, Rebecca Babcock. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Sure. And today we're going to talk about how to go from surviving to thriving. I love that. I always like when things rhyme. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, how people, especially during the pandemic, have become like burned out from work and the pandemic, kind of the stress that has been put onto people. And, you know, there's a lot of like overwhelming feelings out there. Now I'm hearing like quiet quitting and like all these, the great resignation. There's just so many terms that have popped up oh, over the two years, you know, and so oh, give me like a recap of what happened the past couple of years and what you've noticed. One of the things that happened is that we finally recognize that we are whole people. So, and that's much the way I coach. So I'm a 21 year corporate veteran and you might, you probably like that rhyme because I did sales and marketing for a long time. We love a good catchphrase. But what happened is that we realized when our lives got smaller, we realized that we can't just have a work persona and then have a home persona. And when we tried to bring them together, yet separately, it caused a huge amount of burnout. Mm -hmm. The other thing that, of course, happened is when you strip away some of the annoying parts of going into the office, like the commute or, you know, the the person. The who, gossip. The gossip, someone who chews their lunch too loud at their cubicle, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Doesn't wear deodorant. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We all have it. And we, by the way, everybody has a story about how their boss is the worst boss or their something is the worst. So, but when we took that away, we also took away the perks that come with the job, be it free lunch, be it camaraderie and community, be it a printer, whatever it might be for you, or be it the Commute that you hate is also a time for you to decompress from being with your family to being at work and then vice versa back the other way. Yeah, like maybe being at the office, you have a little bit of, you know, time to yourself, whereas maybe at home it's very distracting. And that was some of the big parts of the feedback. But regardless of anybody, if you lived alone, if you had no kids, no partner, it was horrible and stressful. If you had kids, it was clearly horrible and stressful and anything in between. And there were people who quit and there were people that got laid off and there was a lot going on. But one of the things that we really noticed was when we try to integrate our whole lives, it didn't work. Why is that? Because we stripped away kind of the benefits or the bonuses of going into an office in a way that we traditionally think about that. And we replaced it with what we always thought we wanted. Huh. Which is to just not shower and stay home, <laughs> do your work, wear sweatpants, you know, uh, party on the bottom, business on the top for your Zoom meeting. I mean, that sounds great to me. <laughs> but we also missed out on a lot of other things. Yeah. It totally shook our world upside down and no one thought about it. But we still haven't gotten back to that, right? I mean, it's still, I'm still noticing there's a ton of work from home. A lot of offices are saying, well, you don't have to come back if you don't want Absolutely. to. So people, I mean, as far as I can tell, maybe I'm wrong here, but as far as I can tell, it seems like there's been a paradigm shift and like corporations and people in general have finally decided to embrace work from home and remote working. Yes. Well, for some. And so here's the thing that I want to say. Here's how you go from surviving to thriving. And this could be about working from home. This can be about a boss you don't like. 
also I coach people holistically because that's what we discovered is you can't just put your work hat on and take it off and put your personal hat on and take that one off anymore. And it will never go back. Companies have had to commit to its world mental health day. They've had to commit to recognizing work-life balance. They've had to commit to recognizing burnout and stress. And you can lean into that as much as you want to and get the most out of it. But what we all need to do, whether it's weight, relationships, work, anything that it is, what we have to do, what we're not doing, everybody, is we're totally lacking awareness. Mm -hmm. We're so busy in action. We're doing the things. We're checking off our to-do list. We're complaining about what isn't working. We're frustrated with what's going on. We're annoyed about this. We're we're too busy. I'm just, Rebecca, I can't think about it. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm too busy. But what happens is our to-do list becomes our five-year plan. Oh, jeez. Inertia takes over. And it's just never ending. And uh, I guess what you're saying is there has to be a bit of mindfulness uh, here, right? You have to kind of be in the moment and be aware of what's happening in your life. Take a moment to take a breather and uh, figure out a way to to get through it all, right? I mean, um, part of... Sorry, go ahead. Well, what I'm hearing you say also is that uh, it seems like people have gotten stuck and and they're like burned out. How do you get out of that? So that's what I address, okay. right? Like I said, I, I look at it holistically and it's a very customized way. Everybody got stuck in a different way. But the big thing I heard, and this is how I left corporate America during COVID and became a coach myself, because there were a lot of career coaches out there that were just helping people and me, like with my LinkedIn or my resume. And there were a lot of life coaches. And I was like, okay, great. But I need to fuse the two together. That's how I got here. So when I say awareness, what I mean is you have to understand what got you stuck. Mm. And if you don't really know what motivates you, what your strengths are, what your values are, what really matters, you'll just get caught in that action cycle of doing and doing and doing and doing and doing. So the number one key to thriving instead of surviving and getting unstuck is to become aware of who you are and what you want. How do you identify that? So it's a bit of a challenge on your own. Uh, (laughs) My experience is that I have a chronic autoimmune disease. And when I was 38, I had my entire colon removed in an emergency surgery. Oh, my God. I went on to have five surgeries over two and a half years. And I'm a divorced woman. I've had a lot of lifey things happen. So I needed to go back to work between each surgery to pay for my health insurance. Wow. So I was literally just surviving. I was going back and forth, you know, work, surgery, work, surgery. And when I came out the other end of it, and I was like, okay, I need it, which is kind of where we're getting to TBD with this COVID, maybe recession, maybe not, but we're kind of like, okay, I've got to start making a plan. I wasn't really, I was really clear about what didn't work. Mm. I was really clear about what I was running from, which is what you will find from most people. I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. My boss is terrible. I hate the commute. I love the commute. I miss having free lunch, but whatever it is. But if you don't know exactly what you're running towards, you're just going to start at someplace else. So like visualizing what you want your life to be like, or visualizing what your five-year plan is, or visualizing what job you might want or career change, like kind of really thinking about that versus like your current situation. Right. So visualizing what you want, but also being aware of why you want that. Mm. Rebecca, I want to make a million dollars. Right. Why? What do you want the money for? 
oh, it's because then I'll feel admired and respected. And, right. and so I work with my clients on feeling admired and respected and recognized. And they might make $400 million and they might make $400,000. But we've reached their actual goal because they've become aware of what they were trying to get out of that new job, new home, go on a vacation, buy a car, whatever it might be. So awareness before action is the only way to become unstuck because it's the only way to go from feeling powerless, like things are happening to you, to being in control and being in the driver's seat of your own life. Well, there's a lot of people out there that, like, like I said, how do you identify that? They might not know how to do that. And you're saying you need help for that. But there's a lot of people out there who've lost confidence in their life over the yep. pandemic. Um, they've la they lack purpose. They don't know what, what they're doing anymore. They're either not working or they want to work, but they don't know what to do. And everyone's kind of tired. You keep saying that you're saying everyone's exhausted and burned out and stuck. So like, how do you get, like, how can people become more confident, find a purpose, get more energized for whatever their life goals are, whether it's a job or a career or a project or a business, like what are the things they can do to, to push that forward and get out of that rut? So if you don't want to coach, you know, and you're not, you're not looking for that or that's not in your budget, there are some things that you can do within your own resources. And one of that is give yourself, schedule it a half a day with nothing else to do. Oh my gosh, I don't have that, Rebecca. I can't find the time. And I want you to think about all the list of things that aren't working for you. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to think about what do you want your life and your career to be like a year from now? And they can sit in totally diametric, different channels. Then I want you to list what are the obstacles that are holding me back? Hmm. And what's preventing it from happening? And let's start to identify which of those are in your mind and which of those are actually external blocks? If you mm. want to become a doctor and you don't have a GED, that doesn't mean you can't ever be a doctor. The obstacle is the education, so you go work on it. If the obstacle is the relationship, you address it. If the obstacle is the boss, you come up with a plan. So that you take these two things that feel very disparate, they feel very separate, and you begin to integrate a way to move it forward. Now, that can be very overwhelming. <laughs> so I'll give a tip on that in a second, but I just want to make sure that makes sense. I have any, any questions you have on that. Yeah, no, that sounds perfect. And I, I did hear you say in the beginning, um, you mentioned uh, people have to have to make the time to, they have to put the time in to make up the list and whatnot. And you said, you know, that they have to make the time and people say, well, I don't have the time, but they have time to watch eight hours worth of a Netflix show. So priorities. Right. Time so, audit. so is it all about? Yeah. So I'm going to say, how, how do you, and this is less of a question and more of a, you know, a, a lifestyle. How do you get people, how do you convince them to turn off Netflix and, and, and do the work that they need to do to what's the motivating factor there besides just being a better person? You know, it's overall life satisfaction and happiness. Do they Remind want that? Yourself that your to-do list becomes your five-year plan. And if you want your life to change, you need to change it. But there's a very specific way that I tell my clients to journal. And it starts out with, they'll take you 15 minutes. If you do this every day, you're going to get this stuff done. Right. Start with your fears. 
Hmm. Get them all out there. You're not manifesting them. You're getting them out on paper and you have to journal every day repeatedly. So on like day 12 of writing the same fears, you're kind of over it. You're Mm -hmm. ready to do something about it. Then you're going to write three things that you're grateful for because we know all successful people have gratitude and three things that you're proud of. So Mm. three brags of something you've done because this is all about action. Then you need to write your goal every day. It might just be to be happy. But when going gets tough and you don't want to do the thing and you forget why you started, have that goal. So now that you've gotten the fears out of the way, you're in a grateful and happy state and a proud state, and you really know your goal, it's time to take some action. So Mm. the next thing you do is you do, and this is not woo-woo, you do an affirmation, which means you make a statement in the present tense. I am so happy and grateful to be a successful coach who makes her own hours and has, you know, no more chronic health issues. Nice. And then you make a mental movie of that because we remember things our brain, it creates what's called cognitive dissonance. Your brain right. thinks it's already happening. So it goes, oh, I'm, I'm a coach who does it. Okay, well, and in the middle of the night, things will just something will come to you in the shower. Now, all of that is pretty and cute and important. That's one, two, three, and four. But now you got to do something about it. So what the last part of this exercise is, and this is why you're doing it every day, is you do one thing. You don't do five things. You don't say you're going to do four so that if you only do three, you feel badly. You choose the one thing every day that by doing it will eliminate the need for everything else or make everything else easier. And you do one of those every day. And I'm sure no one can see me, but there's stairs behind me in my background. And that's how you get to your goal. You don't say, I'm going to love my life and then say, well, I don't know how to do it. We're done. You take one step each day and those incremental gains bring confidence to you. And you have more things to brag about and you start to see your wins. So that's how you do it. Wow. So it is a form of visualization in a way, too. Like you're, you're really making yourself think that you are this person and uh, you, you're, you're writing it down every day. So you're telling your brain that it exists and your memories start to kind of change a bit. And then uh, you're living the life. And, and people can see this. If, if you're listening, you can watch the YouTube video to check out uh, what she's talking about in the background. Um, and Rebecca, tell us a little bit about uh, where people can find more about your, your company and if you have anything that you're offering our listeners. Of course. So my website is www.rebeccababcockcoaching.com. And that's going to be the easiest way to find. There's a whole Babcock method curriculum. There'll be videos on that. There's information about the coaching. Um, and I'm actually offering all you listeners, the way I coach is not the way everybody coaches. Mine is in three ways, very different. It's very customized. It's completely holistic. And there's actually a guarantee. Hmm. So my coaching isn't for everybody, but for who it's for, it really works. So if you're, so listeners click the, the link that we will give you for just a quick 10, 15 minute clarity call to see if, if we jive. And if we do, I offer all of the listeners a free 90 minute coaching session. Oh, wow. That's uh, very generous of you. So if you're feeling stuck or overwhelmed or burned out and you know what you're running from, but you don't know what you're running towards, I can help. Awesome. Rebecca, thank you so much. This was uh, enlightening. I certainly learned quite a bit and uh, hopefully all you, all of you did as well. Don't forget to check out RebeccaBabcockCoaching.com and get that free 90-minute consultation. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. 
You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.